Welcome to Machine Learning. This is David Nishimoto. I uh, just did some uh, introduction to deep learning <clears throat> on uh, DataCab. And uh, deep learning is really quite fascinating. Um, what it does is it, it um, correlates multiple features together inside of a network. And so on the surface of things, what that means is if you're taking a group of, of um, data, let's say two lists, and you are looking, like, say, for correlation between weather, temperature, and uh, maybe <clears throat> uh, precipitation, and you plot that on a graph, you would have a certain clustering of uh, points and they would correlate together and uh, then you could check to see if the correlation between the points in the linear regression was strong or weak well that's a uh, that's great when you're just dealing with a couple of variables you could then um, get a, a, a correlation coefficient back and that'll tell you if those two features are strongly correlated. Um, I use that to see if the correlation between the COVID-19 cases and the death uh, counts were tightly correlated. And, and I, when I put that through the system, I found that it was like very tightly correlated, almost 90, over 90% correlated. <clears throat> so that means that, um, the predictability on on the mortality rates are, are pretty good. Um, but when you put it in a neural net, you would look at uh, multiple factors. And uh, so what I did is I took the iris data, which has uh, five or six features, and uh, that it has three outcomes. And I put that into the neural net. Um, and ran it and ran it through a couple of epics. Uh, I think it was like 20 epics. And I found that it got a very high uh, score. And so the deep learning is really a, the way to go for analyzing uh, a large amounts of unlabeled data. So you could take a, and seeing what the correlation is and then training it and trying to get an accurate fit and uh, and then uh, you could either do regression uh, predictions or you could do classification. And uh, I'll cover in uh, a little bit about how, how to do that and how I got that set up. <clears throat> but the, the way they, they do this is, you can think of a, the deep learning as a kind of a, a set of nodes where you have an input layer and then you have a you have a uh, hidden layer, and the hidden layer can be uh, multiple layers deep, and then you have an output layer. <clears throat> and so when you make a forward pass over the network, it takes the weights on each one of the nodes, uh, multiplies it by the um, input layer node, and, uh, and then uh, you you pass that node 
and multiply, and that becomes the sum weight, and then you multiply that times the weight on the next layer. So each layer becomes the next input layer to the next layer. And uh, then when you're done, you have a outcome, uh, and then the, that outcome is a value. <clears throat> so if you're just taking values and you numbers and you ran it across the network, you would get a final number uh, that represented the sum of the of the weights times the node inputs um, on each one of the layers, and then producing an, uh, a a certain number of nodes on the output. And the way you determine the number of nodes on the output is the number of categories that you're going to have. So uh, there's a, a function that you use to category that uh, looks at your target. And uh, let's say your target has, uh, in the case of, of the iris problem, it has three different types of flowers. So you would get... Uh, um, one of the three different types of flowers as a one, and then the other uh, flower types would be listed as zero. So uh, the way you set up your input layers um, is uh, through a function called uh, dance, and uh, the way you set up your model is uh, through a uh, TensorFlow and Keras library import. And uh, those those flows uh, that that allows you to then set up your network. Do uh, you define how many uh, nodes that you want on each layer, and then each layer is stacked on the previous layer, and then you have as the final your output layer. So uh, it's pretty fun in the sense that you could change your network to different topologies. And uh, the, the general idea is to work towards getting a more accuracy. So uh, you, have a, you have different optimizers that you can use. The one that um, uh, they say is popular is an atom optimizer. But you could also use the stochastic um, descent gradient, uh, gradient descent, stochastic gradient descent optimizer. And what that's going to do is it's going to sample uh, uh, randomly and uh, attempt to get the um, gradient descent, which is the change in your slope. So everything inside of the network can be done in dot operator mathematics. So uh, if you remember dot operator, you're taking every variable of the polynomial and multiplying it by the other uh, polynomial variables, and then you're adding them together. Um, so it, uh, in essence, when you look at it, it's taking a node and multiplying it, um, and then adding the results of that multiplication to every associated node, and that's the dot product. So that's great because dot products uh, against integer mathematics is really fast, and that's what's uh, driving convolution neural nets to have really fast speeds uh, where their GPUs are CUDA, CUDA um, standard. And so you get these really fast uh, uh, calculations response where they're, they're doing uh, teraflops of calculations. 
and uh, and then it's uh, the neural net is learning the different images and uh, is pulling different features. So the first level of your your net network is going to pull features that are kind of simplistic. So it's looking for simple patterns, things like uh, changes in the colors or contrast, so it could detect certain edges. Um, and then the later latter um, uh, layers are doing more refined, complex classifications, like it might be able to detect a nose, an eye, a bicycle, a bicycle on a car, a car. So you can get these different, uh, uh, you can get multi-segmented classifications of objects. So in any complex environment, when you look at it, there's going to be different objects uh, that are in front of other objects, uh, and then you're going to have objects that are composed of one or more uh, smaller types of objects. So like, for example, on a bicycle, you have a wheel and you have a frame. And the wheel by itself can be an object, and uh, then the bicycle would, uh, is composed of a comp composite of multiple smaller objects. These things make the, um, the neural net uh, will have to be able to identify each of the objects and then in relationship uh, to those objects, it, it should be able to know that if it has two wheels and a frame, then uh, and then the frame fits the shape of most types of uh, bicycles, then it can assume that that, that is a, a, a bicycle object. And then it, it could then um, be trained on uh, thousands of different types of bicycles and find your particular um, model of bicycle. So um, in the deep learning, we start with two important libraries. And um, uh, those libraries are uh, the KERAS library. Uh, and the TensorFlow. And um, we um, bring those in uh, as, um, and they also have the, the Keras libraries allow us to set up our layers, our models, and our callbacks. Now what a callback is, is um, during your training, each cycle is called an epic. And uh, if the accuracy is improving, then, uh, and the epic's ha uh, limit hasn't been hit, then it will continue to train. But if uh, they, they have a parameter called patience, so if you set your patience equal to two, what that means is that if you have two uh, epics that do not have any improvement, then the callback will be called and your training will uh, stop. So that uh, makes it for a little bit faster uh, processing for training. If you set up, so you have a model and then the model is defined sequentially. You have a, a model, you add dense layers, which are, you need to set your um, input layer, your hidden layer, and then your output layer. Um, when you set your input layer, you use the input underscore shape and pass it the number of columns. And that's uh, done through um, a um, 
shape function. So in your in your um, uh, let's see your x shape or predictors dot shape, and then we'll just use the first parameter, which is our second parameter, which is one, and that will um, tell us the number of columns in in the in the um, in the features. So then in our target, we'll do two underscore uh, categorical and pass in iris.target. And then that will set up a, it's almost like a dummies. It'll set up three columns and each column then will um, be either a one or a zero, depending on whether or not uh, it's that particular feature on the target. So uh, tar two underscore categorical is brought in from the keras.utilities.np underscore utils. You got keras.layers that uh, imports dance and keras models that import sequential and keras callbacks that import uh, stop iris. We bring in our data set for load the iris. We load the iris data. Um, I set the predictors equal to iris data and my target to the two underscore categorical iris.target. I can set my columns um, using the predictors.shape and one. And uh, then I set up my uh, early stop, which is uh, on the EPICS training, and uh, set that to a patience of equal to. They recommend uh, two. Um, the algorithms are fairly efficient. Then they have a activation event. So now what an activation is, is each one of the nodes um, used to have a sigmoid function or a tangent h. And that was uh, varied from a signal of either zero to one, or got very close to one. And um, what they've done now is they, they elect to use a uh, new activation function called R-E-L-U. And if, it, if the summation of the, uh, the weights and the uh, node values are less than zero, then it goes to zero. If it's greater than, then it's, it keeps the summation amount of uh, the uh, node times the weights. And, uh, and so that's uh, the R-E-L-U activation. Once you have that, then you, you set up your opt, uh, optimizer. Uh, if you're just doing a regression uh, prediction, then you would just use Atom. Uh, you wouldn't set in your loss. If you're using a classification uh, uh, network, then you say categorical equals cross entropy, uh, metrics equals accuracy. Um, then you do your fit just like you do in any of your machine learning model.fit, your predictors, your target, your callbacks equals uh, bracket, early stop monitor bracket, and then set your number of epics. And then when you go to run it, um, you, you, get, uh, you get a loss output and an accuracy, and you can watch your um, accuracy improve and uh, in this case, I, I at uh, by the time I got to Epic twenty eight, I had ninety five percent accuracy. Um, you can get overfitting, and uh, so you have to um, look at um, um, you do some plotting to check to see if you got overfitting. And what you can do is uh, 
you could change your um, learning rates and uh, then check it against the plot and um, see if you're improving your learning and or improving your, your um, gradient descent and uh, the, the slope is converging. So the deep learning is good. Um, I, they, I finished up the introduction course with some training a uh, neural net on how to uh, identify different objects or images like zero through nine written in different uh, handwritten uh, characters, 28 pixels by 28 pixels or 764 numbers in array. I set that up and, uh, and then um, used those that 764 um, integers as my input, uh, number of columns, set up my layers, and, uh, and then had a uh, two category of zero through nine. Uh, so it'd be 10, 10 um, columns for output, and then ran my test and, and got a uh, confirmed uh, accuracy on the training at the loss function. So I guess it's some uh, like to say is uh, I really was excited about deep learning, and uh, they you know they suggest uh, uh, that you go out and practice it and uh, look at uh, um, seeing how if the um, deep learning network can make predictions on new data. Uh, accurately so um, you want to separate your your test suite um, with test against uh, training and uh, have like maybe 30% in your test and see how well the neural net makes predictions with test data against training data and then um, get a, a fairly reasonable prediction on how it will do with um, new data.